Hey guys, welcome to Podcast Set Stories, where filmmakers talk about the crazy shit we go through every day when we're on set. My name is Hootie, I'm here with Jonathan and the lovely Charles with the wig again. He's wearing the wig again, guys. This is my real hair. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. How are you guys? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I just got off set. I am actually working a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's working too much, Jonathan. Way too much. God. I'm going to need to hire you for some, some But days. But you know what? The weed that we smoked today that I got helped out. Yeah. I'm feeling good. It yeah. was a sativa. It was a white buffalo. So that, that was it was good. Yeah. I picked a good one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. And but, today we have yes. our very incredible guest I've been trying to get for a very long time, Mr. Josh Glassman. Hey, everybody. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for being here. Thank yeah, you so much. It's, it's my pleasure. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and uh, how you, what, you do in the, in, what you do in this industry, and uh, where, what you actually want to be doing, unless it's the same thing. <laughs> totally. Uh, well, who's actually doing what they want to be doing? Yeah. Uh, very few people. <laughs> um, I grew up in Colorado. I didn't decide to do film until very late into high school. Um, my, my strengths in high school were music and writing and acting. And so I, I was going to go into one of those three things. Um, and I knew every single one of those would be a tough career ahead, very hard to break into. And so foolishly, I, I chose film because that's easier to break into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but what film was for me was a, a way to combine all my passions, writing nice. and music yeah. and acting and, and theater all into one field. And so I was like, this is how I get the best of all worlds. Um, and when I made that decision, I didn't know what I wanted to do particularly in the film industry besides make movies. And uh, so I went to film school to try to find that out um, with the goal of, you know, directing, like everybody who goes nice. to film school initially yeah. wants to do. <laughs> um, so I get to film school and I find out everybody there wants to be a director. And I'm like, I gotta find a niche. Yep. I gotta, I gotta uh, find a way to get ahead of all all the rest of the pack. So, mm -hmm. um, during film school, I went to film school in uh, Colorado Boulder, and uh, during film school, I, I focused primarily on camera and lighting. And I was the director of photography for a bunch of people's thesis shorts, and nice. that was what I moved out to LA wanting to do at the time was be a DP. Um, and then I got out to LA, and I found out everybody in LA wants to DP yeah. and most of yeah. them own cameras uh like when I was moving out it was like the red scarlet and the oh, red nice. epic had just kind of came out and all of these owner operators were going to DP for like a hundred bucks a day 200 bucks a day what? with their camera Jeez. and I was like that's ridiculous I don't I don't own a camera the rental alone is Let's more we deal with. than that day that. rate <laughs> so I was like man this isn't gonna work either I gotta find a different niche um, but I tried for a while. I, I AC'd and I gripped, I gaffed, and it was such a slog. $100 day rates, mm, yeah. like long days, no overtime, until a friend, uh, he wanted to do a, a short. He had already hired a director of photography, but he really wanted me involved still. And he's like, look, I have producing open and I have assistant directing open. I want you to do both those things. And I was time. like... Great, I'll, I'll do it. You know I've never assistant directed before. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not worried about it. You know your way around a set, you're going to be fine. Oh, that's cool. And so uh, that was my first short as an AD. Uh, it's called Neither and Both, um, probably about five years ago. And 
because of my camera and lighting experience, I found I knew how long things should take on set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew kind of nice. what needs yeah, to go into each shot. Yeah. And nice. it made my scheduling very on point. Nice. And just because of my my personality, um, I'm a very calm person, a very level-headed person. I rarely get upset. I rarely yell. And the combo of those two things made the shoot go flawless. You set the tone. Yeah. That's, that's really important um, for leaders to do. And I was like, you know what? Maybe there's something here. It's very stressful. Assistant directing is one of, if not the most stressful jobs yes. on a film set. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's, it was there's a thrill to a good day. Just like oh, a bad day yeah. can be crushing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so that one job turned into two referrals. And those two referrals just snowballed from there. Nice. And all of a sudden, you know, I was still thinking of myself as a DP, but all of a sudden, all my work is assistant directing work. And mm. apparently I was good enough because I kept getting called back. Nice. The same people would ke- keep calling me back, and then I'd interview and meet more people. And now pretty much 95% of what I do is first assistant directing. Nice. And, you know, I'll occasionally hop on as a cam op from time to time, but oh, I cool. don't. Um, such a dynamic. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really fun. I, I love cam opping. It's right. one of the most fun. Um, it's also stressful because <laughs> especially I do a lot of live event cam opping. Mm-hmm. And so when you're live, like, you know, you can't fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's stressful in a very different way than ADing where, like, you're just in your own world, you're yep. on the camera, and you, you have one problem to deal with rather than the world of problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. exactly. I so, know why they rehired you. They kept, it's because of your attitude. It's yeah. a good attitude. That's the number one thing I remember about the people I work with. It's like that person, maybe they didn't do such a good job or whatever, but their attitude, their personality was like, great. I want to yeah, call them again. It goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, if people love you on set, they will call you back. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Especially yeah. assistant directors, I find, because there's two schools to ADing. There's two philosophies, right? There's the taskmaster who's just there to crack the whip and, and yell at people and make mm-hmm. them move faster and make sure they get the shots on time. And then there's the other kind, which is the camp I fall into, which is more of the the leader, the communicator, the, hey, guys, here's what's coming up next, and here's what's coming up after that. Here's what we got to do to be prepared. And I find as long as you're communicative and you lead with kindness, you never have to yell. And honestly, I think yelling or even just being an asshole on set. Uh, <laughs> First episode. A, it doesn't make anybody move faster. And if it does yeah. make them move faster, it makes them unsafe. Right. Yeah. And it just hurts morale. And I'm a, a firm, firm believer that the crew's morale affects what shows up on screen. Oh, oh big time. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think you're right. It is my attitude and my, my calm and my yeah. kindness that does get me rehired I I AD exactly the way you're describing and other people are like you I gotta yell more and I'm like I do at times but I'm like I just like I'm still nice and I do care about the safety of the actors and everything like the crew and everything but yeah I like this guy (laughs) (laughs) he's a good guy I mean you're right like sometimes you do gotta yell but when nine times out of ten you react with calmness that one time that you even like that hint of stress comes into your voice like everybody takes you seriously. Like they're like, oh man, like this guy's been so nice all day and he's finally starting to crack. We we better pick up the pace here. And it works. People take you a lot more seriously rather than the guy that comes in yelling from the get go. Like everybody's like, who's this guy? It's a bad vibe. You don't want to be around that. Yeah, for sure. And like the actors pick up on it and 
you know, the, the quality of the work goes down for the crew. And, yeah. you know, it really does. Like, morale is one of the most important things. And honestly, like, when you think about an assistant director, they're there to, to schedule it and to run the crew so that day goes smooth. But for me, what I think of an a- AD is, like, that strong leader that's going to keep morale up for these tough days because we know the days are going to be tough. There's no such thing as an easy day. Yeah. I laugh when people yeah. say, oh, it's going to be an easy day, yeah, in yeah, and yeah. out. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember right. that. But, I couldn't uh, agree 100% more with you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. But do you have a crazy story for us or stories? Yeah, I probably have with way too many stories for the time we have allotted. Um, let's... uh. I actually just want to add something for last oh, yeah. week's episode, the gnarliest set injuries, because yeah. uh, I, I listened to that right before coming on here. Mm. And uh, the that gnar- was one of our first episodes, yeah. No, it was the third episode. The third episode, yeah. yeah. That was with uh, with Harry. Felt like uh, such yeah. a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the the gnarliest in, uh, injury I've seen on set was actually in Thailand, and uh, it was a basically a, a we were doing a drone shot. And the drone got about four feet off the ground before the wind took it down. And it, it hit the dirt, but the propellers were still spinning. And our production coordinator, he was he's this Thai guy, um, he was the closest person to the drone at the time. And I, I think just instinctually, he reached for oh, no. it to, like, save it oh, from no. the ground. And it was still, it's, like, kicking around, kicking in the dirt and just, like, out of control. He reaches in and it cuts through his arm. <gasps> To God. the bone. What? Oh, man. I didn't know they were freaking knives on that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they go so fast and they're so thin. Like, yeah. they are very – drones are, are very dangerous to work with. But as long as you have somebody who knows what they're doing, like, yeah. usually it's fine. And as long as you know, like, wow, the propellers are spinning, don't reach for don't it. Don't touch you know? it. Yeah. Um, so it cut through the bone. This is early in our day. And uh, he, he left that to go to the hospital. And we didn't expect to see him back. But uh, – Something maybe I'll get into later in the episode, but working in Thailand, everybody there has such amazing work ethic that he was back within two hours. He was like, yeah, they uh, they gave me 27 stitches. (laughs) And I was like, are you sure you don't want to just go home? I think we're we're okay here. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to finish the day. Damn. He was like, they gave me pain medicine, but I don't want to take it while I'm working. So he just powered through That's 27 crazy. fresh stitches in his arm. What's his number? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, a it's a, it's a Thai number, so I don't remember uh, him. And you yeah. were, what, what was your job? On the, so uh, I was the first AD oh, on that as well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I was oh. like, oh, how am I responsible Jesus. for this injury? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, so I did two movies in Thailand back-to-back, nice. two nine-day shoots with one week in between. We prepped both movies for two weeks. We shot one in nine days, took a week off the to prep, prep the next two one. Weeks? Uh-huh. And then shot the next one in nine days. Wow. So I got a lot of crazy stories and that was from, a from Thailand as well. Those two features, back to back feature man. feature mm-hmm. films in Thailand. Um, how far along in this career in uh, in the career were you in this? That was pretty early. Those were uh like my fourth and fifth features, and I think I've done fifteen or sixteen. Holy now. shit. I'm still waiting as to a get newbie, on the feature. Yeah, yeah. As, as a newbie, newbie, yeah. Um basically the a director I had worked with on I think my third uh no. Okay, I worked with him on my fourth feature, so this would have been like six and seven. But still early, early in the career. See, mm-hmm. luck um, luck is dripping off your shoulder right now. I can <laughs> see it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, this director I worked with uh, in America was like, hey, I'm going to Thailand to do this movie. You're, like, the the best low-budget AD I've ever worked with. Like, I want to bring you. I was like, 
cool, man. <laughs> yeah, Thailand sounds great. And then they offered me a rate that was like half of what I would have made here on even the lowest budget features. And I was oh, like, geez. wow, come on, guys. I know it's Thailand and you got to travel me. But those are like that's Thailand's a, rate. A thousand dollars per movie. That's for you. Two thousand dollars for five weeks of work. I was like, guys, that's not even close to anything real. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we'll bump it up a little bit. And I was like, even that little bit of a bump uh, was enough for me to be like, okay, free trip to Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Right. Yeah. Two more movies for my resume. <laughs> like, maybe I could have made more money that's staying in LA. That's the like, sacrifice sometimes you have to make. You have to weigh, yeah. you have to weigh the pros and cons. Like, yeah. uh, the money, the Thailand entertainment. Or- <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, I was, I was early wow. enough in my career that I was like, look, this is a five-week gig. I could maybe stay in LA and make more money, but there's no guarantee I'm going to get that call mm-hmm. that yeah. that would give me a three thousand dollar job, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I, I was taking my chances, and I, I maybe missed like one or two shorts while I was go- away. But, Work on those features, man. But yeah, it's yeah. like two features for the books. I, I probably yeah. made about the same amount of money had I stayed and, and done those. But I have nice. like incredible stories and. Uh, crazy experience from thailand so yeah we want we want which one whichever one you want to pick we want to hear it um, do you have any issues dealing with people that didn't know uh english like trying to how's the communication out there so that that's interesting um mm-hmm. most of the crew spoke thai primarily and just very broken english if any english um so i had a thai first ad uh, as well. So I was the uh, American first AD for, we had an American director, an American DP, American production staff, like two production people. And pretty much everybody else came from the servicing company we used in Thailand. And they were all native Thai people. And so obviously there was a communication barrier. So we brought on a second first AD that was basically like my liaison to the Thai crew. Mm-hmm. And rather than me trying to see if they understand my English with broken comprehension, he w- I would just tell him what I'm trying to say, like mm-hmm. during the safety meeting or during the scheduling meetings, and he would just translate for everybody. And that way it, it just eradicated any communication barrier. And his English was very good. He's also a very sharp AD who makes tons of movies over in Thailand. Nice. So very experienced guy for me coming out there into this new world with very little experience relatively. Um, it was great to have him kind of by my side and feeding me advice as we went. But all the decision-making was still my own. Um, I was the primary first AD, nice. and he was like the, the wow. Thai translator. <laughs> the Thai version of you. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to take away from what the he did. The Thai version yeah. of Josh. We had the budget to give you to get you your exact lookalike, but in Thai. (laughs) (laughs) No, if only if only he looked alike. But uh, no, very sweet guy. Um, Very very cool to work with him. Um, The the amazing thing about working in Thailand is just the the magnitude of crew you get for the same amount of money. Oh lord! Mm. Is it like India where for fifteen dollars a day? you can get uh, crew f- holding flags and lights for you. <laughs> Probably, honestly, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, story. Yeah. I don't know what their rates oh are like God. out there, but like five for one deal. For yeah. instance, yeah. the the Gripen Electric team comes with the equipment. It's like a package deal, and so you rent your equipment, and they just provide the crew. And when that truck showed up the first day, I, I'm pretty sure six grips got off, and then six electrics got off. What? And we had a, 
a six and six team. And for anybody who's not familiar with the low budget film industry world, like that is a lot of grip and electric. Usually it's like six for both departments put together. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so that was like being spoiled. My PA staff was massive. Like we, no wonder you guys got shit done. Yeah. 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 Honestly, like I would, I would call cut and like eight PAs would fly in with umbrellas and cover the the director and and the actors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. And honestly, I don't think either of those movies were makeable in nine days. Had we, tried well, yeah, to shoot them in America. They did it right. Um, yep. mm. They put the money in the right people. Yeah. They're like, okay, got nine yeah. days to do yeah. it. Let's mm. get our money on the best, quickest people. <laughs> and the, the craziest yeah. thing that was we didn't hit overtime at all. Wow. No days. Oh. Like, we had we had our 12-hour split lunch, and we stayed within that every day. It, it, trying to wow. get this done in nine days, that's an impossible task. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's rare. Rare. How many, how many locations shoot. was it? Not, not too many. We never had, like, company moves within okay, a day. Ahead. Um, so that uh, location wise, it wasn't too bad. Um, the other thing about the Thai crews is that the way they take lunch is different than here in America. They'll put out lunch like two hours before the six hour mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever a crew is just sitting around out working, they'll go break and they'll take their lunch. And then when I would call lunch for my American crew and for my actors, they would have already eaten and they'd just go back to work. Oh, and oh, it was that's... it was perfect because there was never any downtime. Uh, Efficiency, yeah, wow. truly. Um, that was like, and that that see, but that couldn't be here just because uh, people need that full thirty minutes or the hour. Well, well by law, they have to take a lunch right. before five hours, and it's last. Ah, minute, so, so now yeah. it's a law thing to yeah. where it's now. What? Well, it always has been. Yeah. No one's really enforced. <laughs> what if it's it a law? In Tha- it is it a law in Thailand or is this? I doubt it. I doubt that they have okay. very strict labor laws over there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. No, <laughs> nothing PAs against Thailand. Probably. Oh, poor guy. I want yeah. their numbers, but poor guys. They got meal and credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, everybody there oh. is very well taken care of in terms of, like, cost of living and, and all that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And they work because it's all through the company. They constantly have work. It's not like out here where you're just waiting for somebody to call you and you're oh, applying for God. things. The birthplace of film is like yeah. the worst place to be in. Yeah. The like, birthplace of film is the worst place of film. <laughs> 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 it was the best yep, 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 It was yep, the worst yep, yep. of <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> That's true. I want to go to Thailand now and make movies over there. It was great. It was really great. Uh, Honestly, I have to go back to Thailand because I didn't get any sightseeing done. Oh. I think I had like oh. yeah. literally yeah. one day off for that five weeks I was there, and but it was our last day. We made two movies. Two movies there. Yeah. Your fifth and your sixth. I wonder why I got work after that. They're like, you worked in Thailand on your fifth and sixth film. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and you came back alive. Nine days, son. Yeah. Rest yeah. the shoulders oh off. Yeah. We got it done on time. Brush the yeah. other shoulder off. That's <laughs> yeah. a good job. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, I mean the movies are. They are what they are. They're mm-hmm. low, low budget movies, but uh, right. you know they're not you entirely. Did, you bad did your for, job. Yeah, yeah. superbly. Did my job. Nice. <laughs> um, Another story. So anyway, uh, back to the very oh, original yes. question. Um, most of what I do right now is assistant direct. Um, I do a little bit of producing on the side. I do a little bit of camera hopping, uh, like I said. Um, if I ultimately end up as like a high level assistant director, I'd be happy there. Um, but that's not ultimately like my goal right now. Uh, my goal is either to, to break into the high level, high budget, uh, producing world or directing world. I'm Have back you, to, I'm full circle after mm. that whole journey through <laughs> directing to 
DPing to ADing, I'm back to wanting well, to be a director. No, that's good because, and I feel I totally relate to that because you have to, in my opinion, go. You have to be not necessarily master, but you have to understand greatly oh, those yeah. other areas, especially in those um, above the line crew mm-hmm. uh, positions. You know, DP ADing. You know that does go hand in hand. If you know your lighting, you can know how to do time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's, in my opinion, that's like this. You know, Absolutely. like we were talking yeah. about earlier. Like whenever I DP, sometimes it's the there's no assistant director i go right into that and it's like yeah we'll, we'll have to so sacrifice we me. have to sacrifice the look unfortunately you have to like bite your tongue you're like hey like the look it may not look good but we're going to get this done on time and the best advice that was ever given to me as a dp was you'll get rehired on a job if you get your job done on time instead of making it look yeah. good oh yeah you know and plus yeah. you can do a lot in editing it's, yeah. it's very oh, yeah. true yeah so um, what is that? T- um, any times you had to step in and direct from an AD, you had to like step up, like, oh shit, like the director's not doing it. <laughs> so I have to go in and start blocking. I hear a oh lot of ADs, God. like, where uh, uh, stories where the, the director will like leave, literally leave and go, yeah. they'll li- literally what? leave after cut, and then the AD's like, we're setting what? up the shot without you. Uh, that's happened a number of times over the, the 15 features that I've AD'd. Um, actually happened on both my movies in Thailand. I guess I'll just stick with Thailand uh, sure, for, we for now Thailand. since we're there. Um, the, first, uh, the first one we did was with the director. It was two separate directors for one director per movie we did out there. The first one was the director I had worked with before. Um, and he is an interesting guy. He's like very scatterbrained, but he's a machine. He knows how to pump out these low-budget movies. He's directed like 20 of them. Um, and so he, he just, like, gets the set, and he knows what needs to happen, and he doesn't need a lot of hand-holding from the AD. He needs more the AD to, like, get things ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, he, we're in Thailand, and he is on a lot of prescription medications, like uppers and then downers to come oh, off the uppers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think those mixed, we were, we were also drinking a lot uh, just to get through all this, this shit. Yeah. Um, There's that downer. So all of that combined with the food there, he got so constipated that oh my God. he didn't shit for like five days. <laughs> oh, jeez. And it turned into like, now he has to go to the hospital because he's like bent over in pain. Oh my god! And so we're on the pass van to set, and he's like in the back of the pass van, like crying, like bent in half, crying. And we're like, "Dude, you're going to the hospital." And he's oh like, "No, god. I gotta come do the day." It's like, "Look, you know how I work. You've seen me in action. Like, do you trust me to take over for you while you go to the hospital? Yeah. Because you gotta get checked out, man. Yeah. Like, this is not <laughs> yeah. cool." Yeah. And he was like, "Fine, fine, whatever." And so uh, I started that day. I did the first half of the day while he was off at the hospital. And again, another situation where he probably should have just stayed home. And he came back to set anyway. That same day. That same day. The yeah, they like they like cleaned him out, full full irrigation. Oh <laughs> and, uh, my god! Yeah. I have a quick question. Just on the stretcher. Did you guys use walkies on that set? We did. Yeah. I could just imagine. Uh, the director has the shits. <laughs> <laughs> he, or he doesn't. Or he doesn't. Yeah, that was more the, or the best more he has at the hospital. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's rolling. Not, that's not ten two. That's like ten five or something. Oh I don't yeah. Know what that oh is. yeah. That's. So I got a ten two so bad. I'm going to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to bring Video Village over there. <laughs> oh, my God. The sound guy's just hearing everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. But so um, he, came, he came back. He came back, yeah. I was wow. I was prepared to do the rest of the scenes that day, and, yeah. like, they would have been fine. But, uh, no, he was like... That is so bad. He's oh, like, it's, like, it's my movie. I got to I gotta come back. Badass. I got to take this back over. That's <laughs> dedication right there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm halfway out of the... Nobody in, the in Hollywood would do that. They no, would just nope. go... They would just be like, I'm out of the film, like, entirely. <laughs> right. like, yeah. I'm not Send me home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, mm. So that was the first movie with a competent director. And then <laughs> and then we move into the second movie. It just moves downhill from there. I just wanted his resume to be like, I, I, I lasted doing so and yeah. so on a film. I really <laughs> <It's>, came back. <laughs> it started out great and it got worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can stop me from directing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So yeah, so we wrap that first one. Um, miraculously, it goes great, and we get everything, and you know we're we're good. And, and that director is going home, and my direct, next director is coming in for prep. And uh, this guy, we we all knew ahead of time just via the conversations we were having during prep. Like this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Oh no! We knew oh, right geez. away. Like this guy is clueless. Um, he his uh, first language was Turkish. And so not only was there a language barrier between me and the Thai crew, there's a language oh, no. barrier between me and my director. Wow. Um, That's crazy. And he's a very sweet guy. I don't want to put him down, but but I don't think he was prepared to do this movie. He got it. It's a long story how he got it, but he mm. shouldn't have had this movie. Oh, we've, um, all, we've all known people mm, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyways, he, he missed his first flight out to Thailand because it said two in the morning on like – the 25th and he thought it was like two in the morning the next day. Oh god, day. he probably can't read call sheets. Oh my god. Yeah, oh yeah. My god. and so oh my god. so he missed his flight. His email got and there. And didn't even re- didn't even realize he missed it till he was on the way to the airport the next day. What? And we're all freaking out because oh he's supposed god. to have landed and we can't get a hold of him because it's nighttime in the U.S. while it's daytime uh, over there. And so we're like, what the fuck? Did he just like drop off the face of the earth? Like, <laughs> who's going to direct our movie now? Anyway, he finally gets in touch with us and tells us tells us what's happening it's like okay so you're gonna miss like two of the five prep days we have to to actually prep this movie great um so i had to take over during prep for the scouts and stuff while he was gone but once he actually got to thailand our suspicions were confirmed this guy was pretty incompetent and um it was again a, a very uh vfx heavy script a character uh special effects makeup kind of uh, heavy script and uh, this guy's only answer for hey how are we going to shoot this is oh we'll we'll fix it with camera tricks no and it's like I would love to hear about these like magical camera tricks you have Uh, (laughs) oh my god he wasn't communicating with you at all just camera tricks Uh, that's how we'll do it camera tricks I was like okay you want to tell me your what tricks? What does that even tricks? mean? I don't, I don't. I mean, normally what a camera trick would be is like forced perspective, like putting something small close to the lens oh. in comparison with something big away from the lens to make them look like they're closer in size. That's a camera trick, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, like Psychological he closure. He couldn't explain <laughs> that oh. perspective, or like mm. what forced perspective would be, let alone any other camera trick that is in his magical Such bag of camera tricks for yeah. how we're going to shoot this mm. movie. It could be a close-up. Um, 
You could be so, a shot inside the wall. It's a plate. No it's one knew. I'm gonna run it through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, like again, his first language was not English. So not only was he not a good director, he was a bad communicator. And like we've already covered, communicating is key. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. being a yeah. good yeah, communicator yeah. is key to having a smooth running set. And so we all knew we were in for trouble uh, from the get go. Luckily, I had the same director of photography for both of these movies, and so. Him and I already had a working relationship. We knew what it would take to get this movie done in nine days because we just did it yeah. together. That was, yeah, pra- nice. that was the practice movie yeah. for yeah, this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was really good um, to have him. And then the lead actor of the movie, uh, I had also worked with a ton um, back in the States. Nice. And so the three of us basically put our heads together and we're like, we're going to have to backseat direct this movie. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. No, no decisions direct. are going to get made. Um, yeah. And um, so that's basically what we did. And there was a, two moments that really stand out to me on set. One is a very intimate scene between two actors. And the director is trying to give these notes and they don't make any sense. And both actors are getting visibly frustrated. Oh, no. And the producer literally pulled the director off set and told me you're going to finish the scene it's the only way the actors are going to get through it and mm. so i took over oh man. <laughs> i scrapped the blocking that they had done already i was like we're going to start at the beginning guys this is how we're going to do it and came up with this whole like interesting blocking for like power dynamic as they're each trying to inch closer to their goals and the scene turned out really good i'm really happy with it nice. um and, you know, I think he kind of knew he was on timeout and kind of knew he was oh in trouble. And but but he didn't know what he was doing wrong because he just didn't know what a good director needs to do. How did and he get hired? These okay. um, that's a that's a longer story. Yeah. Uh, maybe longer. next topic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe after. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> after this one. Sad. Um, but anyway, the the best moment I had on that shoot was another moment I had to take over for him um, because it's. Basically, we're doing a scene with the Trojan horse, and we're trying to show these soldiers jumping out of the Trojan horse to storm Troy. Mm-hmm. And Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Just the built one? Y- yes. They built it? But Well, here's the problem. We didn't have the budget to build a Trojan horse, obviously. Mm-hmm. So in the wide shot, it was going to be CGI. But then for the, the close-ups... We they built basically just the base of the horse, like the platform with the wheels and then four legs going up and then the legs just stopped. There was no actual horse part. And that's that was the the prop and the set piece that we had to shoot with. And I was like, look, I have an idea for how to make it seem like these soldiers are actually jumping out and how to make it dynamic and look good and not just use VFX as a crutch. And I tried to explain it to the director and it just went right over his head. He didn't get it at all. I was like, hey, do you mind, like, just sit back, let me choreograph this and block it out and just tell me what you think. And if you don't like it, that's totally cool, but I have a feeling this is going to work. And he was like, okay, fine. And he basically just sat in the director's chair for that entire scene, which was a big scene, um, probably like three hours of our day. He just sat back and sat at monitor and didn't do anything. (laughs) Um, But meanwhile, I'm like, I have the base of this Trojan horse. I'm having them build scaffolding up to the level of where the legs cut off. And then I have have like five extras. We're trying to make look like an entire army, and I have my three principals. And then I have like three other background for like the – the Trojan soldiers that they're going to kill. Wow. Um, 
or Spartan soldiers. I don't remember. Yeah. The Spartan obviously. soldiers. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, I have some like soldiers in the deep background on patrol. I have the Trojan horse in the foreground. We're kind of like shooting over the legs of the horse. And I have all these soldiers standing by on scaffolding just right off camera, right above camera. Yeah. So they can jump off the scaffolding and into, into frame, frame from yeah. like the top of frame and in. And it totally sold. We Wait, did a, they, they were, That wasn't even originally planned like that? Oh, well, nothing was originally planned on this shoot. Like, we, we went in with no plan. Okay. Like, every day was that like, was plan. How, do, how do I salvage yeah. this? Because wow. the director doesn't have any plans. That was in a recent lot. movie. Uh, it's like, what's our plan? Our plan is, oh, I think it was uh, Parasite. I think they said I haven't seen it yet. Don't ruin okay. it for me. <laughs> sorry, no, I thought I looked at you. Yeah. Uh, shoot um, was planned. <laughs> so, yeah, so I have, like, I have an extra jump off, and he, like, then circles back around behind camera and gets back on the platform. There I have my go. principals jump off, and then they start stalking deep into the, the background. And while I have the, the soldiers just continuously filtering in the circle, like cycling around, so it looks like, like 20, at yeah. least 20 people out of these five extras I had. My principals are in the background assassinating the patrol. <laughs> yeah. And it, it works as this like really cool dynamic oneer. The camera's not moving at all, but there's so much movement in the frame that it it worked really nice. well. Great approach, my friend. Yes. Yeah. Static, just let everything happen. Yeah. Here, so yeah, here's a tip I found like a directing tip, I guess, is like always try to have something moving in your frame, whether it's the camera or the actors. You don't always or need rain. both. And <laughs> and if you do that consistently enough, then when you have a very still stationary static shot, it stands out. And mm -hmm. you know, like, something's important here. Mm. Fun tip. No, that's, that's, shot with that's a trick. That's a camera trick. That no, camera trick. Yeah. This was shot with that's one camera? No. Okay. So even crazier. Uh, no, th <laughs> both these movies were shot with two cameras. And uh, there was enough Thai crew to have our, our DP operated A cam. There's enough Thai crew to have a B-cam operator. Yeah, you had freaking 12 of them, Jesus. But <laughs> none of the camera people spoke English, and so the DP was having a lot of trouble communicating what he needed or what he needed differently mm. to the camera operators. So about halfway through the first day of that first movie, I stepped up and operated B-camera. this guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So for both movies, I have a B-cam op credit. E and anytime wow. we had both cameras rolling, which was 95% of the time, yeah. I was on the second camera. So wow. talk about having to AD yourself. Yeah. It's like, oh I'm trying God. to get into a better yes. position, but I know we got to shoot. It's no, like, man. Wow. You, you got to make that compromise. He's like half the crew. Half the crew. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so half the crew. Just it was a huge. The yeah, just your name. Huge workload. Yeah. That's a great start. I'd never yeah. heard of anyone like going to be a good DP from being an yeah. assistant director, literally. And well, it sounds like you got to taste of every department in there because it fell short and you yeah. just had to step it up. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's go-getter, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Another big piece of advice, and you brought it up earlier, is like if you're still like early in your career, try every department. Yeah. Like, yeah, try it once. Do that. Because I actually even if it. even if you like go back to the department you're originally in and you're like you know what none of those departments was right for me 
that's great because now you understand what each of those departments needs. Yes, and please. Because film is a collaborative medium, and it's so easy to have tunnel vision and only oh, think about vision. your own department. Mm-hmm. And I find that's true with DPs a lot of the time. They're like, oh, camera's, no ready. Offense, Why, camera's yeah. ready. Why aren't we shooting? Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. hey, man, you're not God, the only department. I'm so yeah. sorry. And so <laughs> if you can have an understanding of art department yes. and of sound and of camera and lighting and, and all of that, close-ups. no matter where you are, no matter what position you're in in the film industry, you're going to have a better understanding and things are going to go smoother for you. Mm-hmm. You have no yeah, idea. Point intended on that one. You and I are so alike and I can it's tell. scaring yeah. me. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I tell that to someone, mm. I tell that to like everybody every day. Yeah. If you know every department and you have enough respect for every department, everyone will love you because yes, you get along absolutely. with everybody. And I think you're, you're going to do no your job even better. Well, even then, it's like no one's job's going to get cut short to right. make time. Yeah. It's so like, yeah, we're going to do wides now so the boom might not be in there. But let's yeah. go in for close-ups. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. now you made yeah. that guy's day versus like, it's a wireless story. Yeah. 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 Or sure. art department. You let them set up because like the wall's blank and there's nothing dynamic in there. It's just like, let's give them a little bit more time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Worth it. Yeah. Um, do you um, ever work on shows that provide storyboards, or do you provide storyboards yourself if you uh, direct or write anything? Um, well, I'm not an artist, so <laughs> I never do my own storyboards. Um, I find that uh, most of the time on, on these low-budget features, storyboards just don't happen because mm-hmm. there's just no time and there's no money for a storyboard artist. And if there are storyboards, they're like stick figure sketches that the director yeah. did himself yeah. <laughs> like uh, or herself. <laughs> um, do you do like a, oh, have you worked on commercials? Yeah. And the, so I was about to segue. All of the commercial work I do has storyboards, like nice. every single commercial, very detailed storyboards that are pretty much like what we're doing shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we our goal is to get as close to those storyboards as possible. Because um, they only have like a couple days to shoot everything, right? Commercials. Yeah, I mean it depends. Yeah, they're most one or two days shoots yeah. mostly, but um, it's it's not only the amount of time they have to shoot; it's that they have to get the entire script and vision and pitch and what it's going to look like in the end product. They have to get all of that signed off on by the client oh, before Lord. they start shooting. Oh, it's like film school. And so, mm-hmm. like the storyboard is really the script more than anything. Like. Yeah you have to provide this for a sign off and then once the client approves it that's what you got to stick to because that's all that's oh you can't change it no i mean sometimes inevitably you have to change something because that's just the way no Mm -hmm. no plan ever survives the first contact with the enemy i think is the saying um and the enemy here just being production Mm -hmm. um but yeah the plans go out the window all the time but the especially on commercial work, the goal is to hit as close to the mark as possible. Have you ever um, had a conflict um, with like uh, trying to please a client? Like I think I don't know if I shared this before on, on this, but there was one incident where the the footage was looking footage was looking great, small low budget like commercial thing, um, but it was shot on the Ari Alexa Classic, so it was like when this flat image was whatever. The client didn't like it, of course, and we, like, didn't move on until they, like, liked it. So the DP, like, edited a little bit of footage just to show, like, here's the before and after. Right. You know, and I know, like, some commercials, they have, like, two monitors, one for, like, multiple multiple monitors, one for the client, one for the, um, you know, DP or whatever. 
Um, but um, have you ever like ran into any conflict? Like they are not being pleased. We have to shoot, and there's like a brick wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah all that, the time. that does happen pretty frequently on commercial shoots. I'd no say surprise. Like wow. you're <laughs> you're bound to run into some degree of that on pretty much any commercial you're on. Is is client expectation is not being met or is not realistic even um, oh my god so many yeah, yeah we don't have that shot we don't have the but again yeah. it comes back to being a good communicator and as an ad i make sure i'm very friendly with the clients and i make sure i know all their names before we start shooting and a yeah. lot of ad's don't do that they just let the producers yeah. handle a client mm -hmm. and i make sure like i'm on a good basis with them and i make sure i keep communication open with them um and i can usually convince them like look i get that you're not happy with this but if we spend any more time here we're going to lose something else so i'm happy to spend more time here but what are we going to cut later in the mm -hmm. day mm -hmm. and usually that works and they're like okay you know what let's just do it one more time then we can move on yeah. whatever happens yeah. and so again it comes back to communication being one of the most vital things yep. like it works from mm -hmm. the top down but it also works upwards oh as yeah well. mm -hmm. all the way around um, yeah yeah. Like, sometimes when I'm on set and I'm ADing and, like, the DP, like, they're ready and actors are ready, but I don't know because no one's doing anything. And I'm, right. like, and I'm busy doing other stuff, like, doing first AD stuff. And then I'm, like, okay, well, what are we, are we guys ready? They're like, yeah, we've been ready. I'm, like, well, you, you, you have gotta to tell let me, me know because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we could have, like, done something. Yeah. We could have been on the next scene already, but, yeah. You got to make your rounds. Like yeah. a, a Dude, very, I was doing a bureaucratic, else, yeah. a, bureauc a bureaucrat would probably make a great AD because yeah. they yeah. would have, uh, they would yeah. just have like alarms. Okay, I'm gonna meet makeup this time, meet meet lighting oh, this time, meet, and then down, like though. a whole clock. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, communication is like yeah. for like mm -hmm. just filmmaking in total. Like, oh my god, totally. And it's again a 100% collaborative medium. You cannot do mm -hmm. this industry by, by yourself. yourself. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, unless you want to be a YouTube vlogger, and that's yeah. it. Like. Yeah. That's your cap about the cap of what you can do yep. on your own. Basically. And even then they have teams. That's, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's do. the thing. Like you can't and I'm <laughs> P Diddy on. I'm I'm not I'm still here. You can't you know, you need money, of course, but yeah. you need the right people. I say it's a, a lot. Like the right people for the right job. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 'cause like like I think the last time it's like you can't just get anyone to A D. And like I worked right. on a short um recently in the this person was just like you know the producer was like yeah i asked this person at 80 they said i can do it i'm like but do they know the job well <laughs> they said they'll do it it's not my department <laughs> uh, that 80 quit the sec on the second day unfortunately oh, um, very, i, I yeah. love you know i love these guys to death but it's like you know he learned he's like yeah he's like oh, should I but ask it's her? not it's not like we're not asking for like hard things here just hire the right person okay you can't find the right person wait you don't have the right budget. Wait, seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's gonna make your film better. Like, I hate it. Like, I've been on a lot of sets where it's like they have five people for a camera, but like one per one person for sound. Always. And I'm like, what is? What kind of planning is this? Well, and and they have like a freaking Ari Alexa like camera, like thirty five. And right. they have three and, of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. and like, yeah. right. and they're yeah. paying they're paying the crew like fifty bucks a day. I'm like, guys, come on. Yeah, priorities <laughs> are really important. Oh, yeah. they, they had to get that crane. How no. are you gonna get paid for oh, Stop, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> music, that's another music Just video. Stop, stop, stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, you recently like I recently had that horror. Like they had a monster truck on this shoot. I've never seen a monster truck on the shoot. They had um, a BMW, nice, Brent, seriously, 
the whole purpose of it was to get beat with the bat and stabbed with my screwdriver. May I not add? <laughs> they came up to me. They're like, "Hey, you got a screwdriver?" I'm like, "Yeah." What? And you should have been I like, saw... "Hey, I need rental for this." Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, we charge rental. I'm like, and I like sucker into. I try to be nice, but I sucker into. I'm like, "Yeah, the money, man. The producer get paying the checks. Like, I'll get you a screwdriver." He's taking the plate off. All right, great. And then like I leave for a while and I come back and I'm like, "Is that girl stabbing the oh, the my thing?" God. Because they were shooting it, like she was mad at her boyfriend, stabbing this very nice BMW, beating it with a baseball bat. Go to Crafties, a whole pile of chips and Snickers. That's it. It's like on the what? ground, the little shop bottles of water. Oh, you got oh, screwed. That's like, worse. Yes. That's like yes. worse. You got screwed. Get it? Get it? Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one took me a second. Wow. Yeah, that was alright. Um, but yeah, think that's. That's a wrap for today's episode, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on, yeah. Josh. You are amazing. I want to work with you. Seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I work there's with, well, I work with, with Charles, Charles a and lot. Jonathan too. Yeah. And, and I've worked with That's Jonathan. That's so crazy. So, yeah. Just one more, and then we'll have the whole oh gang together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you want to put any shout outs or anything you're making right now that's out or um, coming out? Yeah. So I don't know if uh, any of your audience is into Dungeons and Dragons. I but, actually oh. I am. So cool. Um, <laughs> my friends and <laughs> I, I started. have started a YouTube channel uh, called Adventurers Pack. Um, we have two series going currently on our channel. It's uh, a painting miniature painting tutorials and then we're Sick. breaking down the monster manual a through z it's called the bestiary uh we're up through the aarakocra which is uh i won't even get into that uh, <laughs> but yeah a through z it's our eighth episode of that and then hopefully within the next couple of months we're gonna actually start a live play stream on, uh, on twitch nice. under adventurous pack all that content will end up on our youtube channel so awesome. go nice. go subscribe please we're just getting started uh still a lot more content to come but it's gonna be a, a really fun time nice what's awesome. your instagram mm. so people can my instagram is i am glassman that's my last name, Glassman. Nice. nice. Yeah, I'm not very active, so. Uh, but there are some pictures from Thailand you'll find. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. And I recommend hiring this guy. He's just yeah, sounds please do. Yeah. Please do. Really? I love amazing. working with new people. Yes. Good job. I've oh. never met anyone like you. I'm sorry. And I've, I've been in this film industry since I was 12 years old. Oh, well, and thanks. you're yeah. like thanks. one of the most passionate people I've heard. I think and that's I why I get called back. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After all this stuff, it's how you handle it, man. Oh my god, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. A lot of fun to be here. Thank you guys. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. Take care. Bye, guys. Disco. <laughs> <laughs>